American football in Finland. Obviously, we do need to talk about what just happened this last weekend. So um, let's go over the first game where we know Steelers, Roosters, we know what happened. What did you guys see in that game that really stood out that you think is going to carry over into the championship? What about you, Q? Mm. Well, I think the Roosters uh, came out flat. I think they came out flat in this game. I don't think they were um, – I don't think they were up to to the standards of, of the Roosters in playoff situations. Um, definitely in such a big game, um, you know, I just didn't see that fire that I normally see from the Roosters. Um, being that Bryce didn't play in the second half, some reason, whatever reason he didn't play in the second half, I'm not sure. Um, but anytime you go into a game where your starting quarterback's not playing, um, you can pretty much hang it up and not sure he, why. But he did play the first half. And he played the first half. Winning. Yeah, and they weren't winning. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. But I know if if, the, if your best option is for him to not play, then you don't have really a, a good option. So it just kind of looked at, in the second half like, okay, I can't believe you're watching this. So. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm still trying to process like what happened in that game. I, I just I didn't expect a blowout. Um, for one thing, I just think it was an, like I don't know. It just wasn't I would say I, I would say embarrassing. Yeah, even though yeah, I feel it, like the Roosters don't feel embarrassed, but yeah, we no, it was an embarrassing. Were, it was an yeah. embarrassing loss. I mean, let's be let's be honest. It was an embarrassing loss. You just don't lose games like that, and and. I mean, you one game away from from going to the championship. I just expected more. I expected more intensity, a little more uh, being a little more prepared. Um, but yeah, that's an embarrassing loss. I, I believe um, for them to go out like that, like not even scoring. Uh, Corpio pretty much doing what you know they wanted to do. So uh, it reminds me of uh, that that COVID season, you know, where, yeah. you know, the yeah. Roosters just didn't look like the Roosters and everybody just kind of shrugged like, eh, you know, it was a shortened season whatever. It kind of looked like that's how they finished the season. Like it, you could look at the, the last game of the season when they played the Steelers and then this, this playoff game, you're like, I don't, I don't feel like they were trying to pull the upset or pulling out all the stops. It's just kind of, well, we're outmatched. We didn't really think we were going to win, so we made the playoffs. That was the plan, and now we're just going to get out healthy. You know, don't let don't get Bryce hurt because we want to bring him back next year or something like that. We don't want a freak injury. Like, it, it seemed very conservative. Uh, my, my thoughts on the game would be that it went about the way it should go. Uh, I think the Steelers were just the superior team, but I agree with you, Q. I feel like there wasn't a fight from the, the Roosters. And that's disheartening to see because it makes me feel like if you're going to get in the playoffs, you should be trying to get to the championship. I mean, just getting there really shouldn't be the goal. And it seemed like that's what it looked like. It looked like a team that was just, you know, happy to be in the game, which is not the spirit that we want them to play in. What about you, Chris? What did you think about that game? 
Yeah, I mean, Bryce, he must have been carrying some sort of injury. He didn't play in the last game as well. So he was definitely carrying an injury. I do think they need to bring him back next season. He didn't look great when he was out there. But again, he was injured. It just felt like they were rolling over and just rolling over and dying. They didn't really show anything on offense that was scary. I do think some of the part of what you said, um, Purvis, before when you said about, I said about the Quapio Steelers, are they going to put 50 on them? I think Mm -hmm. they did hold the ball in that second half and try to run, run the clock out a bit so they didn't get 50 points put on them. It did feel like that kind of thing. Like they were just like, we're going to lose, but we're not going to get 50 points put on them. Yeah. Um, re- reason over, okay. I-, I don't think they did too bad of a job on it. 125 yards at 4.5 yards a carry. I mean, it's good numbers. Don't get me wrong. I like to rebuttal that, though. I mean, if you watch the game, the Steelers came out throwing the ball. Like they, they had to have heard that Q said that their receivers was the weakest link because they went hard. You went and dove and, and had like a 60 or something yard catch early. In it was the a game. 40, 40 yard 40 catch. 40 yard catch. Yeah, I don't know the stats, but he had a, a very deep pass. He laid out for it. And I was thinking back in my mind, these fools don't let Q talk them into a loss. <laughs> Trying to prove a point. <laughs> I was like, are they really? Because they were. They throw a lot of passes compared to what they normally do. I, I think that's one reason reason over numbers went down because they did throw a lot more. And then later in the game, obviously, when it was over, you know, no point in doing that. But also, like what Q said, too, reason over was leading receiver. He was. <laughs> Who are they going front to? Reason over? Reason over. That's exactly what he said last week, and that's what they did. I mean, if it worked, why not, right? But, uh, totally. Yeah, I mean, he had he had over 200 yards of all purpose. So, I mean, uh, either geez. way, he'll get you there. Reason over, get you there. But let, let's move on to the other game. You know, the 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 epic matchup with the crocodiles and the Wolverines. And I mean, Chris, I'm gonna let you take this one first. Thoughts, emotions, feelings. <laughs> Man, this game. <laughs> I mean, I, I when I saw this game and I saw their game plan, the first thing I noticed was that they were using Will Young in the right way. And it's the first time I've seen them use him in the right way all season. They were getting him outside. They were getting him on tosses. They were, they were running triple option. They were running speed option. I was like, yes, this is, this is it. The Wolverines are going to walk this. And then suddenly, for some reason, they just let the Crocodiles back in. They couldn't stop Powell. Powell was a force to be reckoned with. He had he had thirty touches, um, in the run game and four, and four catches in the pass game. So they did what they needed to do. The crocodiles like to win the, to win a game. The crocodiles need to be given twenty five plus touches to Christian Powell. I say the same to the Steelers as well. They need to give be given reason over twenty five plus touches to allow them to win a game. And and they did that. They stuck to their game plan, and it paid off. Um, and it's the same story though. The Wolverines, they just throw deep. They run and throw deep. That's it. They have no quick game. They have no intermediate pass game. And the other thing, you got a baller like RJ Long. Why the hell is he not getting a target? Damn shame. It's a damn <laughs> semi-final. You're trying to go to the Maple Bowl. You're not giving your number one receiver a target. You're not even going to throw him the ball. 
Well, hold on, on now. Screen? We can't. We can't. We can't call him number one receiver because number zero is number one. Okay, receiver. yeah. Number and he zero was out there doing. Yeah, he was doing his thing. I'm, yeah, I almost thought he was going to take. Sanye. That, yeah. Almost thought Sanye was going to take that kickoff back at the end. I, I, I did as well. <laughs> yeah, my heart I thought he was going to take like, it back. God, I was he thinking like if, he was if, gonna... this, if this dude score, like he got to walk out the stadium because he was doing <laughs> everything he could for that team. Yeah. Um. I, w- I, I think he was one that. tackle away. One tackle away. If he cut right, I think he yeah. was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, close. I'll throw in my little two cent about it. I I really – I even said it in our chat, you know, I, I picked the Crocodiles, but everything in my heart told me the Wolverines was supposed to win this game. Ooh, but, boy, they didn't. And you know what? I'm not even going to – I'm not even going to dwell on that. The, the fact that the Wolverines didn't win, I want to highlight the fact that the Crocodiles did. I feel like we, I've said this before, is that there's a huge, like, I guess because we've all said earlier that the Wolverines have such a good roster and they should be able to win on paper and stuff, but you got to look at the other side. The Crocodiles, no joke. They were up by two touchdowns. It was kind of looking like a route. And again, that's just, you know, playing the Wolverines, their talented team, when they, when they got behind the three out of the four players that I mentioned the week before started making plays, specifically Jabari and Sanye. But when you look on the other side, Zach Whitehead, he was doing his thing all game. He gives them just a lot of diversity from that quarterback position. And then Christian Powell was Christian Powell. He did exactly what I said he wasn't what he wasn't able to do in that last game where he wasn't there. He made big plays that changed the – the dynamic of the game for the crocodiles and his big plays is what motivates them to keep doing what they have to do. And then defensively, they were good. The crocodiles defense was good. You got a couple bad, you know, plays that lead to the Wolverines getting back into the game, but you never really thought you were going to just, you know, keep them off the board. That's just something that's going to happen. But if you can keep a team to under 21 points, you should be able to win. And that's what that defense was able to do. They kept right at 21 points, not to mention the offense was able to score more, which they've been able to do against Wolverines, put up more than 21 points. When the game was tied, near the end of the game, the Wolverine, the, the Crocodiles had a third down. And this play mm-hmm. sticks in my mind over and over again. They had a third down. The Crocodiles were in their own half. The Wolverines stopped them. What happened? Illegal hands to the face penalty. 50 oh, yeah. yards, first down. And that's the one where two downs later, Christian Powell breaks it and they get down to the inside the five yard line. That for me is the game. It's 21 all. You get off the field in that instance. You've got the momentum because you've just scored. Your defense has made a great play. They've made a tackle for a loss and you give up a stupid penalty like that. You know, if you don't give up that penalty, they punt it back to you. They've got the momentum. I think they go down the score and win the game. I, I really do think that penalty was a real costly one. Only, only, the only thing that really stands out about that situation is if you look at this Wolverines team, and again, I hate to talk about the Wolverines more than the Crocodiles because I don't want to take away from the fact that they deserve to be in the Maple Bowl. But if you if you look at the Wolverines team, they they don't know what to do when the score is tied when the score is tied or they're winning by a touchdown, like they don't know what to do with the ball when they're on offense. They don't know how to play even and play what should work for them. They, when they're losing and down by two touchdowns, that's when they're most dangerous. 
because their back's against the wall. They have to be have their backs against the wall to win. That's why the last two times they've played the Crocodiles, it's been tied, and at the end of the game, which team was able to do what they needed to do to win? The Crocodiles. Because as I said earlier, they choose their plays and decide what they're doing based on the situations they're in and what they are comfortable and feel like they can accomplish against their opponents. They don't just draw up a play and call it. And I feel like when it was 21-21, that's when I was like, well, Crocodiles won. And the, the Wolverines would have had to go up by two touchdowns for me to feel comfortable that they would be able to pull off the win. As soon as they were down by two, it was like, okay, Crocodiles are going to win, but I promise you the Wolverines are going to make it interesting. But I don't, I don't have the faith in that team to make that comeback, and that's kind of how it went down. And me and Chris are dominating the conversation. Q, what did you think about it? Because I feel you, <laughs> I feel like you got a little bit even more to say. <laughs> you guys, y'all made some great points, man. I mean, it, I, I go back to the e word. This was just, this was an embarrassing loss <laughs> for the Helsinki Wolverines. <laughs> I go back if to the I was Wolverines, <laughs> this was an embarrassing loss. I mean, just disgusting. You, you know, you you have the team, you have the names, and then you get exactly to the game that you wanted to get to. Don't matter what happens in your season, you get all the way to the game you want to get to, and this is what you give me. It's like you you like like Chris said, they they came out, they got Will Young going which is something that we've been saying all year you got to start there i've been adamant about getting him started first before you do anything else because it opens up the passing game you run zone read if the zone is is working the 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 pass is going to open up it's just inevitable right so we get into the game you know we get mediocre offense like we've been getting from the wolverines it's either we're trying to hit something deep or um hope for hope for something to happen so we get we get we get all the way in the what third quarter i think it was third or yeah. fourth quarter third fourth quarter you know uh jabari takes over puts them back in the game um they're on the goal line first play trick play double some kind of jump pass yeah to, to benji, benji. <laughs> shout oh, out no. benji. shout terrible, out to benji terrible terrible <laughs> Not part, it, was pass. Pass. it was a bad pass. It was a bad pass, and it, it was a very non-athletic attempt at the catch. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like it just, it just looked bad. It just looked bad. Like, yeah. and, and I've never been a fan. I'm gonna say this: I've never been a fan of pistol or shotgun on the goal line in, the, in any way, right? So, yeah. nut up. Now you have the 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 biggest quarter running quarterback in the league on your team. And the very next play, what do you do? You do a direct snap to the running back on the goal line. <laughs> That's tough. Now, hey, it comes back to Purvis's point about that offensive philosophy and play calling. It makes no yeah. sense. Same old it just, crap. It made it made no sense to do that. That play calling those plays on it made no sense, and then you get nothing out of it. You know what? All. I want I want to talk about those exact two plays because. It, it makes you think one or two things. It makes you, one, you're thinking, okay, whoever's calling these plays is overthinking it. Like, you're instead of, you know, people trying to say, oh, you're playing chess or checkers, someone's trying to play 3D chess when the game is actually checkers. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the call is you, you have first down on the goal line, you run it three times. That's what you do. That's one one way to look at it is somebody is just overthinking what's going on. And then the second way to think about it is that someone has z- little to zero faith in their offensive line that they mm-hmm. can get a push. I don't think there's like lack of faith in the quarterback or the running back or any of the skilled players getting things done. But if you're in the goal line and you don't run the ball, you're that immediately means that you don't trust your O lineman to push for a yard or two yards, three and under your O lineman should be able to say, give somebody the ball and we'll go get it. The fact exactly. that you do, if you can do a direct snap and still not get it. I mean, that's saying that the fact that the first play was a jumps, the jump thing is, I think that's the checkers chest. You're overthinking it just because it's first down and they know you're going to run it. What are you afraid of? Yeah. Tell them you're going to run it, run the ball. Like that's what you should be able to do. The offense should be able to get a yard. I mean, you should be able to push the pile or something, but then on second down, when you decide to do the direct snap instead of a handoff, it's like, what are you really trying to accomplish? And I, I, I don't know which one it is. Is it that, the play calling is just overcompensating for the fact they don't know what's going on, or do they really just not have faith that their O line can get certain things done? But, I actually you know, don't think their O line was that bad this game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what the, I think the thinking the process was. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it was that bad of a game. I think it's one of the best. Like they weren't amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I think they they did all right. Like. Will Young had hand the ball off or Jabari get it to jump his ass over the line. Do just, just my mind just blows. I just have no idea what they were doing. Yeah, also, yeah it was. Oh, it ahead, was sorry. No, I was saying it, it. It was a. It was a crazy game to watch, but I just felt like the Wolverines, like going, then like Chris said. RJ, that RJ was the number one receiver up until Seabass coming back, coming mm-hmm. back off injury, right? True, so, true. So there is no reason still. Um, the the Helsinki Wolverines was playing the San Yoki Crocodiles. I can't name one San Yoki DB. Um, <laughs> I can't name one. <laughs> I can't name one. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can call. Uh, you know, my boy. Uh, he he played linebacker this season, so I won't, I won't say I can't say yeah. his name. But Yohan, he played, Yohan, played linebacker. Yohanni played and, linebacker. So and Yaska played slot kind of, but yeah. he's mostly outside linebacker. But yeah. the DBs so, are the DBs. I can't, I can't name them. Right? No, no shade to them, but like, let's be honest. There's no reason. It's not like they're playing these just. The Corpio DBs where, oh, they're bracketing RJ or they're like running zone to his side. Like you're playing in San Diego Crocodiles. RJ Long became RJ Long because people were double teaming him and he still was dominating. He still was going to get the ball. He still was making plays. So there's no defensive reason why RJ shouldn't have got the ball. Simple as that. They don't run screens. They don't. They didn't run bubbles. No they didn't screens, run no anything. bubbles. They didn't make Sanyoki DBs come up and make any type of plays on, on their on their receivers. It, it's no excuse. Literally, it's no excuse. The touchdowns that Seabass got was a simple mismatch. It was a simple mismatch. My guy is better than your guy. And that's Brown the same Bates. thing. That's the same thing Sanyoki did. Sanyoki said, okay, you got three American DBs. 
but we're going to go at any time that you got one corner that's not who we think it is, we're going to go after. And that's what they did. Sanayoki made every single play. Like, Whitehead, man, this dude is out there looking like out there looking like Johnny Manziel, man. <laughs> yeah. Throwing yeah, back across his Money. body. Throwing back throwbacks. across his body. A lot of money. Making some of the craziest plays that you ever, like, but they did every single thing right. Like, they literally, they looked like a better coach team in this game. They didn't look like the the better, the most talented team. They didn't look like the most athletic team, but they looked like the better coach team. And sometimes better coaching will put you in a position that talent can't do. And I think that's what happened in this game because the Wolverines, no matter what they say, I think they look past the Crocodiles. I think they didn't think that they were going to come out that hype. Or But Christian Powell, shout out to that man. You know what I'm saying? And Whitehead. Shout out to like them dudes been diligent to that offense for two years. You know what I mean? At, uh, San Diego coach should be getting coach of the year after this. He should literally win that coach of the sense. year. Like, they came into the season yep. not being not, none of the top three teams for anything. You know what I mean? Like roster-wise, anything. And then they came out and, and slowly, week by week, won games here and there and was stayed consistent. And anytime that you stay consistent in, in football or basketball, any sport, you're going to have a big chance of, of winning. And that's what San Yoki did. They stuck with what they did. They didn't make. I mean, all you got to do is look back preseason. Yeah, yeah. All you got to look back is pre to preseason when we looked at our preseason rankings. Me and Purvis both put the Crocodiles at five, not making the playoffs. And I think that speaks volume. Hey man, said don't about the throw coaching. me under the bus like that, man. I don't appreciate <laughs> hey, that. Hey, you threw yourself under the bus. You, you put your name on it at the start they, of the season. They hey, didn't but, know all that. No, we didn't know. But anyway. So we picked we picked them at five to not make the playoffs and and coach I, I, coach Q I think you nailed the point on the head there is that the coaching would be better from the crocodiles all season they done what they needed to do in this game they executed their game plan to perfection and they come out with the dub hey great job crocodiles great job yeah I mean y'all I mean you know since you threw me under the bus there <laughs> let's just let's remember that as the season's been going I've been saying about the crocodiles that they call plays when they need to be called. This team, they call trick plays at the right moment when they get the right situation. They don't just randomly pull out plays. They call plays for the football situations, which is how you, you know, get your team in, in situations to win and be successful. Thinking back to when they had the, you know, the play action pass to the tight end slash defensive lineman a few weeks ago, you know, that, it didn't help them win the game, but it did actually put them back in a game that they weren't in. And those type of play calls is what makes this team dangerous. And even, even more so now they're going to play the Maple Bowl and it's, you know, all or nothing for them. They might not make it back to a Maple Bowl next year. Like this could be it for them. So that's just crazy. Before we move on, I do want to throw this out here that this is probably the only team outside of the Roosters that I've ever heard Q talk so great about in Finland, <laughs> like straight up. Like, I don't know if y'all ever listened to this podcast and how we talk about different teams, you know, in, with the Wolverines, we've always tried to give them their flowers, but never really could. Cause they, 
never live up to what we expect. But a lot of these other teams and Steelers included, you know, Q has always had some issues, but he he hit it right on the head. Like what Chris just said about this Crocodiles team, where when the coaching is this good, it makes this team this good and things stand out that you're not accustomed to seeing. But I've never heard Q talk so good about a, a Maple League team that wasn't the Roosters. Like, like he like he. I want to record that and, and hear it again because he said like this team did this, they did it. And like, he was very like eloquent about how good this team is pretty much a spokesman for the city of crocodiles. And I've never heard that. And what we've been man. doing the show for what, five, five yeah, years now, years, man. never, you, you never right. heard that. You and right, that, man. That's I, a credit to the crocodiles more than anything. That's a credit. That's a credit it's hard to get, it's man. hard to get Q to, to, you know, Believe in you, so if you, you get know, coach. You get, do it. Nah, it's hard to get Q off the roosters train. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's not it's not really that, man. You know, it, the thing is, is I, I respect uh, consistency. I respect yep. the Crocs, man, because I know how hard it is to get players out there, and they consistently over the years, not just this year. Like I've been coming to Finland since what two thousand eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And ever since I've been. I've been around Finland. The Crocodiles have always been one of those teams where, like, they were in the mix. You know what I mean? Like, they always was in the mix. And, you know, what can you do about it? You know, like, what what, what really can – what can you say about a team that's that's been always been gritty and grimy and, and, you know, they've had their share of, like, miscues as far as social media videos and stuff like that. But, you know, they earn their keep. Like, you can't – two years invested into this team with those same players. Like we was like, Oh, it's whitehead, the type of guy that can take them all the way there. Nobody really knew. Yeah. He did you a lot I mean? this year. He proved, he proved he a did lot, a lot. For his worth. Yeah. Like, Johnny Manziel. Really like did a lot. Like, and quietly, they don't really have egos on that side of that team on that team either. And I think when you, it's easier to, to relate stuff to, to the, to the finished guys and other guys when you don't have egos, when you got like a team first mentality, this is what you get, like grit, grind. Now we're in the playoffs. Now it's running back against running back, um, D-line against D-line. You know what I mean? Like this is actually a more, uh, I won't say necessarily say equal game, but I don't foresee uh, Corpio just necessarily manhandling um, the Crocs in this game. But I know we're going to talk about it, you know, anyway. Yeah. But but I just wanted to say that anyway, you know, the Crocs, like they earn that win. On um, Wolverines should fire everybody. That's a field <laughs> Wow. They should fire he everybody. Hey, with he's this saying what we all think. Clean house. Clean We got a clean house thinking. now because we done did the stack team twice, two to three times. And it's just not, it's either, it's either we, somebody don't know what to do with them or that's the wrong guys. But we got to see something else now because it didn't work and. You're just in a terrible position, bro. Like, I'll throw, since we're talking about stacked teams, I'll throw it out there. In the last five years, we've seen stacked teams. Not once have they worked. And also, not to throw any certain person under the bus, but RJ Long has been on all of them. But <laughs> that's not not a, a that's not a slight to RJ. It just came to my mind that these teams that get the best players don't necessarily get the best players for their team. And again, I'm not really throwing. I'm not really trying to say this is the one player, but he's he's one of the 
premier players in the league. So teams obviously go for him. But the three teams I'm thinking about is that Walsall Royals team that lost to Coach Q's Roosters that year. They were stacked, yep. had a slow start, came and together towards the end. And mopped them. And, and that year, you know, R.J. Long almost did that by himself for that team. Yeah, he did, he did. But then you, you also have the, you know, the COVID season, the Wolverines put together a huge squad that just didn't get it done. And now you have this team, which we still feel is very similar to the last one, that they just have all that talent. But putting talent on a team doesn't ever win you anything. Everybody knows that. And here in Finland in the Maple League, it, there's a big difference. You see teams that will win in Division One by getting the best players, and then when they get to the Maple League, you can get the best players if you want to, but a lot of these teams have coaching and chemistry. Football is a chemistry sport. If you don't have chemistry, it doesn't matter how good you are, and we just seen evidence of that in this last playoff game. American football in Finland. 